In 2013, Homex was the largest real estate development company in Mexico. The Mexican government had enacted policies to increase the amount of affordable housing, and Homex had responded. It rapidly built homes in cities across Mexico, while investors made millions. But just one year later, Homex was bankrupt, and the SEC was accusing it of fraud. It turns out that much of the company's revenue was completely bogus and the SEC had satellite images to prove it. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and this is Scheme. Let's do this. Homex was founded in 1989 in Culiacan, Mexico. It was just a small construction company back then, founded by four brothers from the De Nicolás family. One of those brothers, Gerardo, would serve as the CEO of Homex for 20 years, leading Homex through its period of explosive growth in the early 2000s. Now, there are two main reasons that Homex went from being a small, family-owned construction company into a publicly traded housing developer. First, Vicente Fox was elected president of Mexico in 2000. This was historic because the presidency had been held by members of the same political party for more than 70 years, ever since the Mexican Revolution. And Fox was elected by promising reform. After he got into office, he took action. Fox said that all Mexicans should have access to affordable housing. Rather than building your house room by room over a period of years, he said Mexicans should be able to purchase a house on credit. And this credit would come from a federal agency in Fonavit. The Mexican government started providing thousands of thousands of loans through Infonavit, which led to increased demand for housing. And Homex stepped in to meet that demand. But Homex needed capital to build all the homes. And this leads to the second reason for Homex's growth. In 2002, the U.S. investor Sam Zell invested $32 million in Homex in exchange for more than a quarter of the company. Zell was a billionaire, and he had a private equity firm that invested in real estate and emerging markets. Zell saw the Mexican government's commitment to housing development as an opportunity to make lots of money. And Zell would later sell his shares and make a tidy profit, but not before he had taken Homex public. On June 29, 2004, Homex did an IPO and raised over $100 million. At this point, Homex had everything going for it. Plenty of capital to build homes and a government that loaned people money to buy those homes. Homex spread to more cities across Mexico and dramatically increased the number of homes it was building. It was held up as a great example of a public-private partnership. Investors make money and the affordable housing crisis gets solved. Except it didn't. Many of the homes built by Homex had serious problems. In some cases, the land wasn't properly graded, resulting in cracked sidewalks, walls, and floors. Storms washed away some of the streets and caused other homes to collapse. Some of the homes had even been built on floodplains. There were rolling blackouts and sewage wasn't being processed. In some cases, residents didn't even have water. These issues arose within just a couple of years of Homex going public. But Homex blamed the homeowners for failing to maintain their houses. But the real problem was that Homex had a strong incentive to build houses, but no incentive to ensure that those houses were structurally sound or that the neighborhoods would have basic utilities. Residents complained, and many of them simply abandoned their homes. A report by the OECD in 2015 said that nearly half a million Homex homes were vacant. But it gets worse for Homex. The Mexican government changed its policy. 
The president who succeeded Vicente Fox, Felipe Calderon, began steering government loans to urban housing instead of the suburbs. Mexico's next president, Enrique Peña Nieto, took office in 2012 and went a step further, declaring that almost all government loans would henceforth be directed to vertical housing in Mexico's cities. Homex said it could meet the demand for vertical housing, but its revenue fell precipitously in 2013. The company was in shambles. The stock price had fallen from $69 a share to $1 a share in just six years' time. Homex owed $2.5 billion in debt and had just $8 million in cash by 2014, so it ended up declaring bankruptcy. Homex's fall from grace was sudden, with the company having raised $400 million with a bond issuance just two years before. And Homex blamed the change in government policy for its problems. And surely this did play a significant role. But then just as Homex was emerging from bankruptcy in 2015, the SEC brought charges of fraud and things got really interesting. According to the SEC, Homex had been lying to investors for years. You might think this is going to have something to do with the poor quality homes they'd built, but people have been complaining about that as far back as 2004. What came to light with the SEC investigation was something else. Homex had been recognizing revenue for homes that it had not even built. That's right, this is a case of bogus revenue. Homex's accounting policies said it didn't recognize revenue until a home had been built and title had been transferred to the buyer. But the SEC said that Homex had been recording revenue for homes when it had not even broken ground or sold the homes. And the SEC proved this using satellite images from Google Earth. Photos of Homex's best-selling housing developments showed empty patches of dirt and no homes. For example, Homex reported it had built and sold all of the planned homes for a Benevento development. But hundreds of these homes hadn't been built, and Homex had recognized the revenue anyway. The SEC said Homex had overstated revenue by $3.3 billion from 2010 to 2012 alone and that it had faked the sale of more than 100,000 homes. You're probably wondering how Homex got away with this for so long. The executives completely made up sales for a period of several years. Wouldn't Homex's receivables explode due to all the fake sales? And why didn't Homex run out of cash since its sales weren't even real? The Homex executives were aware of these issues and they adopted countermeasures to avoid being caught. First, they kept two sets of books. They literally had a spreadsheet with one part called real sales and another part called accounting sales. And no, I'm not making this up. This allowed executives to track the company's actual progress while reporting fake numbers to investors. Second, they recorded fake data for cost of goods sold and inventory. It might seem weird that they recorded fake expenses, but think about it. The auditor's going to get suspicious if you report sales revenue without reporting cost of goods sold. They had to pretend like it was an actual sale. They couldn't just fake the revenue. They had to fake the corresponding expense. Third, they had to do something about the growing receivables. They knew even an entry-level auditor would start asking questions if receivables grew a lot faster than sales. Thus, they sold the fake receivables to banks. This actually solved two problems. One, it prevented the receivables account from skyrocketing, but two, it generated cash. This last part was critical as you don't get cash from fake home sales. You can get cash from selling phony receivables, however, and that's what Homex did. 
If you're thinking, hey, won't the banks realize what's happening when they're not able to collect any of the receivables? Yes, they absolutely would, except that Homex generated cash for them to repay them by selling more fake homes and thus more fake receivables. Thus, the quote, receivables were really more like short-term loans, which Homex paid by getting more short-term loans. Homex did this with $7.7 billion in receivables using 13 different Mexican banks, and the SEC called it a giant check-kiting scheme. Thus, by faking the cost of goods sold and selling phony receivables, Homex was able to stay afloat for a while, but it couldn't keep the fraud going forever, and it soon began defaulting on its debt payments. And that's ultimately what led to Homex filing for bankruptcy in April of 2014. So why did all this happen? Here's my theory. Once Homex took money from outside investors and went public, there was tremendous pressure for the company to grow. The company did grow, but at the expense of quality, which explains why the homes had so many defects and structural problems. Then when the Mexican government began steering loans toward a different type of housing, Homex wasn't able to adjust and its executives resorted to fraud. They faked the sales so Homex could continue to raise money in bond issuances and sell fake receivables, which kept the company afloat, at least for a while, and delayed the fire of the executives. In short, the executives used the fraud to buy more time. But they surely knew the walls were closing in on them toward the end as the CEO Gerardo de Nicolás sold a lot of his Homex stock the year before Homex went bankrupt. Now, Homex settled with the SEC in March of 2017. It didn't admit to doing anything wrong, but it was banned from U.S. markets for five years. Homex also had to pay a $1.2 million fine to the National Banking and Securities Commission in Mexico, which seems trivial given the losses of its investors. Later that same year, the SEC charged Gerardo and three executives with fraud. Surprisingly, Homex managed to raise an additional $48 million from investors that same month. Now, it's unlikely that the executives will face any serious punishment. Gerardo is a Mexican citizen, and he's not likely to return to the U.S. But Gerardo was fired. Now, a former executive at Banco Santander, Jose Alberto Baños Lopez, took over Homex in 2017. But Gerardo's brother, Eustachio, was still on Homex's board as of 2019. Homex reported that it was profitable in fiscal year 2019 and that its revenue had increased each of the past two years but I'm not sure I'd trust their financial statements. Now, I told you why the fraud occurred and how it was carried out, but why wasn't it stopped? What went wrong here? In my opinion, two critical things allowed this fraud to take place. First, there was an audit failure. To be clear, the purpose of the external auditor is not to detect fraud. However, the auditor is supposed to conduct tests to provide reasonable assurance that the financial statements are free from material misstatement. For example, the auditor is supposed to test for the existence of inventory. In this case, the existence of the homes. The auditor can't verify that every single home was actually built and they have to rely on a sample. So there's always a chance the auditor will be fooled by management. But in this case, there were so many fake homes. It's shocking that the auditor didn't discover this. Now, the second reason I believe this fraud was allowed to occur was people badly wanted to believe this would work. It was a great cause. Who wouldn't want to ensure that everyone in Mexico has access to affordable housing? Even the World Bank invested money in Homex, and the De Nicolás brothers were held up as successful entrepreneurs. Everyone wanted to believe this was a success story, not a combination of dilapidated housing and fake sales. 
I really hope this fraud doesn't make people less likely to invest in Mexican firms. I used to work in Mexico and it's a great place. But the fact that Homex's executives didn't go to jail or face serious punishment sends a message that CEOs can get away with this type of behavior in Mexico. And that used to be the case in the United States prior to the Sarbanes-Oxley Act. Several executives have since been sentenced to long prison terms in the U.S. And I'd like to think that it's had some deterrent effect with respect to accounting fraud. But executives still play accounting games in both the U.S. and in Mexico. I guess death, taxes, and accounting scandals are inevitable. I'm Michael McLaughlin, and you've been listening to Scheme.